And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Aaron Bandler. Always a great time talking to Aaron. Uh, we, we talked about the left's hypocrisy during uh, the entire COVID pandemic and, and why calling the left out for their hypocrisy means absolutely nothing to them. Uh, we did a, a deep dive on that topic. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, we also talked about Ben and Jerry's Israel boycott. Uh, and a, We covered a whole bunch of stuff. I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, before we get to Aaron, guys, please, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Uh, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please take literally five seconds. <laughs> it's really easy uh, to, to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. That helps us move up the iTunes charts and all that good stuff. Uh, and if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Aaron Bandler. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Aaron Bandler. Aaron, how you been, man? Well, it's been, um, well, we live in interesting times, <laughs> is what I'll say. How about you? <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. We can leave it there. Um, so, dude, uh, two weeks until the uh, the great fantasy football draft. I'm, yes. I'm, actually, I'm pretty excited for football season this year, man. I'm not going to lie. Me too. I'm a lot more excited for this year than I was last year, that's for sure. Oh, just, yeah, man. It was it was weird. You never knew if games were going to get canceled and stuff. But Yeah, uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I guess that's still a possibility today, but less so. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting back into uh, Levi Stadium, that's the Niners Stadium. But my family has been season ticket holders to the Niners for like over 20 years. So, you know, it's, it's it, so it'll be good to, to be back at football games again. Are they back to like full capacity and stuff? I think so, yeah. Nice, nice. No, I, uh, I, I guess like, you haven't been on the podcast in a couple months, but uh, like I, I'm yeah, it's just been a while. Enjoy- I've been I've been enjoying sports so much more this year than last year. Like it's oh me too. You know, just with nobody in the stands last year, just looked weird. It yeah, uh, weird, uh, uh, you know those paper cutouts oh. that, that you would see like in, in baseball stadiums. It also helps that that that, that my teams, specifically the, specifically the Giants, is, are, are are killing it this year. You know, best best team in baseball right now. Um, and and with the Niners, it's like it's it's a different it's a different vibe because. Um, we have our franchise quarterback now in Trey Lance, and and, and he's pushing Jimmy Garoppolo to to be better in practice. It, it, we're, we're we're healthier team, um, and I'm just excited. You know, it's a, it's like the only team bringing me down right now, sort of, is the Warriors, be, only because like they're not getting as many guys as they need to, to like help step in their championship. But we'll see. You know, like there's there always rumors that they might get Ben Simmons or whoever else. So. I mean, do you want Ben Simmons? <laughs> I mean, I, I, it depends what the return is. <laughs> if yeah, I mean, if he's gonna play center, you know, just hang out in the well, paint. And, I don't know. He's a, uh, I don't know. I mean, well, like when you say that guys can't shoot, like you're just kind of just being disparaging. Typically, like this guy cannot shoot at all, past like five feet. I mean, it's like it's 
like bizarre. <laughs> oh. It is kind of bizarre, but but the but if there's a team that can teach you how to shoot. It, it is, it's a team with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on it. So that's fair. That that is fair. Yeah, I dude, I enjoyed the NBA Finals more than I have in a long time. Like I guess I didn't realize how bored I was of just like LeBron or Steph winning every year for the last decade. I, I'm sure you you know as a San Francisco fan, you know you weren't bored by it but like i don't know man i i didn't know i had this this level of lebron fatigue so you know and i like Giannis. Well, and I've, I've always liked chris paul too so it was just like hey man one of them's gonna win so i didn't really have a rooting interest but i i enjoyed the heck out of the finals yeah i mean it, it was an entertaining finals you know Giannis is like incredible like he's probably the best player in, if, if he's not one if he's not the best player in basketball right now he's certainly up there um, but uh, I would say for me, the most, most frustrating about, about the NBA playoffs was the fact that there was, that there was no team really that like ran away with, with the championship. I think they were all vulnerable and, and it was really, it was tough for me to watch knowing that, that like the Warriors could have easily been in this, like had not been for Clay Thompson's injury, you know, yeah. or, even, or even if like the front office had made some more move, some more moves to try and you know, bring the contention because like the Warriors had a bunch of roster spots that weren't being used, um, and so that they had a, they also they also had these exceptions that, that they didn't use either for luxury tax reasons, and so, you know, you can kind of tell that like that like that Steph was basically carrying the team, and that's that was it, but like he needed help, and it's on the Warriors now to give him help, and you know. I'm not sure that they've given him enough help yet in the off season to to, to get another championship, but we'll see. We'll see I what mean, happens. You guys won like three championships in the last five years, so it's safe. It's You're not okay. enough, man. You're okay, it's man. It's not enough. Hey, man. <laughs> like maybe, maybe don't complain about the Warriors, but hey, there's always next year getting Clay back. It'll be good. But uh, so, dude, look. Yeah. Um, a little bit different on the show today. I'm gonna I'm gonna rant a little bit. Uh, I want to kind of address okay. something I said on the podcast last week. Um. Um, I, I, I want to talk about the left's hypocrisy through this whole COVID pandemic, but I want to hit it from another angle. Uh, <clears throat> as, as most of the audience knows, I compared <laughs> on, on Wednesday, I compared uh, CNN to the Taliban, which is kind of a hilarious thing to say. But I want to explain what I meant in greater detail, because I think a lot of people on the right miss this. Like, and this is just like I compared CNN to the Taliban just because it was like the best example I could come up with. Like the reason why nation building doesn't work is because the West doesn't understand the Middle East, right? Like, the whole George Bush line that all men want to be free, and, like, that's complete nonsense. A lot of people absolutely don't want to be free. And you see right now, and this is something you cover a lot, Aaron, like, you see liberals in America do this with, with the Palestinians all the time. They say, you know, oh, the Palestinians, they just want peace. They just want their own country. And it's like, nope, no, 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 no. Hamas and the Palestinian Authority, they just want to kill Jews. Like, that's that's what they want. It's not freedom or peace or anything else or prosperity they just want dead jews and they'll tell you that i mean if you ask them they'll tell you so i mean and we we always do this just you know projecting our values like western values on other people in other countries but we do this politically with the american left as well i know i'm not calling them all terrorists or anything <laughs> i'm just trying to find the best example i can we do project our values onto the left and we say look they're they're being hypocrites look at barack obama's birthday party with maskless 700 people it's like they don't care. Like they, they don't care. They don't care about truth. They don't care about consistency. They don't not they don't care. Like the left's value system is built on raw power. Like that that power is their value system. The only thing they care about is power and anything that gives the state more power is justifiable. 
You know, the ends justify the means. That's what these people believe. Barack Obama wants to force people to do things they don't want to do at gunpoint. Okay, like that. that is, that's where his moral compass is set. He doesn't care about being consistent. Like calling these people hypocrites is a waste of time because they know they're his, hypocrites and they couldn't care less. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and, and that was a point that Rush Limbaugh would always make on his show. And he would always say, like, it, he would always say, like, you call them not the hypocrisy. It does not matter. It, it, I mean, they're not, they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. Be, you know, like, the politicians don't care. The media doesn't care. You know, and their supporters oftentimes don't care. Like, every, every now and then, there will be, um, there'll be a message of, of hypocrisy that works. Um, like, with Gavin Newsom and the French Laundry, that was an example of hypocrisy that, that, I, that even people on the left were, were pissed about. Um, it's ended by the fact that Newsom, let me talk about this a little bit later, later in your show, Grady, but Newsom, uh, it looks like, I'm not saying you'll, you'll be recalled, but it's, but it's plausible. And French Laundry, I think, was part of that. But for the most, but, but, but that, that's like an outlier. Um, because as you and I discussed before the show, like Ralph Northam um, was either in blackface <laughs> or, wearing, or, or wearing a KKK hood. Yeah. We still don't know which one yet. You know, yeah. but, 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 but he was one of those two. And, 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 that, and that was a scandal for like five minutes and now it's over and nobody cares anymore. And, and he's still in office. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, like there's a similar controversy with Virginia's attorney general and, and the lieutenant governor also had some like sexual assault allegations. Again, it's a controversy for like five minutes and then it was gone. And then, and then nobody cares. And then, and, and they're still in power. So uh, that's this is normally how it goes when, when it comes to you know a, a case another case in point Nancy Pelosi you know the hairdresser where, where San Francisco where she was getting her her hair done she wasn't wearing a mask and it, it, it becomes a controversy for like five minutes Nancy Pelosi blames it on on the hairdresser <laughs> and then uh, uh, yeah and then everybody she's such a, dude she's such a gangster by the way oh I, like, yeah you almost have to respect it. She blamed I, I the, the hairdresser. Like, oh my god! It's man. like, yeah, I, I was hoodwinked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but again, it's like once that happened, like, you know, everyone, people, people shrugged, and then it's forgotten. Like, you know, no, nobody cares anymore. And, and 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 now she is mandating people in the house wear masks, even though even they're vaccinated. It's ridiculous. But that's yeah. you know that that's 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 Nancy Pelosi. That's you know with what she does. Um. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, if one got hypocrisy, um, it does make for good like Twitter content. It makes for good news stories, but like, it's not going to hypocrisy is not going to be the thing that's going to cause the left's downfall. It, it just isn't because right. they don't care, and and their died in the wool supporters don't care either. Yeah. So like, so so people on the right shouldn't rely on coming out hypocrisy as like the main means of attack. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's 100% correct. And it's just like the Obama stuff, like, I mean, we could go down the list and we'll talk about Ron DeSantis here in a minute. But um, yeah, like the Obama stuff, you know, the, the right going after Obama. It's like, dude, who do you think this man is? Like Barack Obama bombed a Doctors Without Borders hospital. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's I mean, he bombed a mm. wedding. All right. <laughs> I mean, like this guy is not concerned with being called a hypocrite. I mean, besides all the war stuff, I mean, the dude uh, weaponized the IRS and and sicked them on his political opponents. <laughs> he wiretapped journalists. Okay, like this guy, he's he's a vicious gunfighter. 
Like, you really think he, he cares yeah. about being, being called a hypocrite for not wearing a mask? Like, he's laughing at, at these people. Dude, he bombed a hospital, man. Like, you really, he, you think he cares about social distancing? Like, this dude is a, a vicious gunfighter. And to, to think that, like, he's affected by this criticism, <laughs> it's like, dude, who, like, you're projecting your morality onto somebody who fundamentally does not share your values. Like, yes, you care about being consistent, right? Like, this guy just does not like you're, these people when it, they, these elites these people in power they're just not like us like they make they hang out with jeffrey epstein on rape island okay like they're not like you and i like it we need to stop projecting our values onto these people that just don't like they never claimed to share our values i mean it's it's not even like they're hiding the ball it's like we're we're just this pure projection by us like they, they never claimed to care about the things we care about yeah and you know, it's interesting how Dr. Fauci is all is all of a sudden very silent when it comes to Barack oh, Obama's party. <laughs> yeah. You know, because Fauci isn't doing because like he's 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 bumped into the same sort of political elite class that you just described there. You know, it, it's it's all about power. It's all about power and ego. And at this point, I I, I think a lot of these like mass mandates that are being provided, which unfortunately include here in LA County. Um, it's all about power and ego. Like Fauci does. I mean, Fauci. I, I I've never seen a political bureaucrat, not a politician, but a bureaucrat, be as high on his own farts as as I've seen Dr. Fauci o- over this past year and a half. Oh man. And because I mean, the dude's on like magazine uh, magazine covers, and you know, uh, uh, and, and everything. And the things that at this point, the pandemic is basically over. Oh, I yeah. mean, like the 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 the, the like. Regardless of if you're vaccinated or not, and and to be clear, I'm pro vaccine. Um, although I'm not pro vaccine mandates or or whatever, but of course. Um, but um, but the thing is, is if you look at like the, the COVID deaths, uh, really everywhere, like it's very low. Like yeah. I, I, I like I, I, it's like it's like Israel, which, which has been locked down again. Like they're, they're rolling death averages like zero or one or or, or, or something like that in Britain. Like it's it's something similar, and they're, they're going to go like full normalcy in, in a month or so, uh, you know. And and even like in LA County, uh, the, the 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 death average is also like it's it's like below twenty, I I I think. So it's so the point being is, is that once 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 you have that low numbers of of deaths from COVID. Um, which means that basically cases and hospitalizations even have been divorced from deaths because we have a solution now with the vaccine. Like it's over. Like there, there's no need for any more of these mandates or guidelines. But people like Fauci, like if they, they, they do not want to see like their time in the limelight end ever, um, ever. You know, and, and, and so and so that's why they're basically feeding us this sort of like fear porn. About the Delta variant, which is, which yes, more transmissible, but like it's less deadly. Like by by every able metric, proves this. Um, and the fact is, is that people say like, well, you know, if if people are aren't vaccinated, then that's going to cause all these variants that, that that can resist the vaccine. Well, newsflash: there, there will always be variants. Vaccinated, vaccinated or not vaccinated, there will always be variants because that that's how coronaviruses work. That's how viruses um, work. I mean, the, the bubonic plague but, hit Europe in 1347, and it's still around. Yeah, and and, and coronaviruses specifically, 
mutate, although this strain of the coronavirus seems to mutate a little more slowly. But what, what makes the vaccines a medical miracle is the fact is that these vaccines are, are basically trained or to recognize um, a, a, these coronavirus strains and regardless of, of, how, of how they vary and then attacking. So like, it's so based on the virus, the, the vaccine is structured as such to where it doesn't matter if there are variants, like it's like you're protected. So, right. you know, like at some point you have to say like, enough, like live your life. Like that, that's, that's where I'm at right now. And, and, and I think, and I'm sure that's where you're at too. And I, I think that there are more people in this country who are like us than those that are subservient to these public health experts, quote unquote. I hope so. Um, I hope you're right. Are, yeah. I, I hope you're right. So, I, the thing is, they, they can't, I mean, what you, you laid out all the facts and, and I, I completely agree. I mean, obviously, I mean, there are still people dying of, of COVID, which is tragic, but like, yeah, the, the news is good news. I mean, like, the yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I don't care how many people get COVID. I care about how many people die from COVID. You know what I mean? I agree. People, people yeah. just aren't dying anymore in, in large numbers. Thank God. I mean, that's good news. But obviously, yeah, good, good news just doesn't benefit the Democratic Party, so they can't yeah. report good news. But, like, the thing is, like, the, 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 the hypocrisy is their strategy. And and what what other choice do they have, honestly, politically speaking? Like lies and propaganda are kind of the only way forward. Like how do they how do they take down Ron DeSantis with the truth? It's impossible, right? So they have to yeah. just make stuff up. Like if if they told the truth about Ron DeSantis, uh, he would be extraordinarily popular. I mean, he's been probably the best governor in the country on COVID, either him or, or Christy Noem of South Dakota. I mean, Florida has the oldest population of any state, and they're twenty sixth, twenty sixth. In terms of death per million, I mean that is miraculous. I mean, like you remember, it what, is yeah. I expected, you know, last spring, I'm like, oh man, South Florida is going to get wiped out. You know, once we we found how deadly this was to specifically the elderly, and they didn't. They they did okay. You know, and it, you can't beat DeSantis with the truth, so you got to just make stuff up. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I mean, it's evil to to lie and slander people like this, but like. It's it's a smart strategy politically, and they they know it is because it worked. I mean, they lied about COVID to take down Trump, and it worked. Their strategy worked. Why wouldn't they do it again? Why wouldn't they get the band back together for for DeSantis with the same kind of slander? I mean, like that's the thing, man. The last thing I'll say on this is that you can call a leftist a hypocrite until you're blue in the face, but the leftist, if he's being honest with you, would just say, yeah, but who controls the United States federal government? I mean, like, it's a strategy. The hypocrisy is a, a viable political strategy, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's like you said, it, it justifies the means. And, and as far as DeSantis goes, like, yeah, because he had the right idea of, of he, 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 he focused his resources on protecting the nursing homes, which is where, which is really where a lot of this was spread, it was in nursing homes. And, you know, unlike Cuomo, who put COVID patients into nursing homes, uh, DeSantis protected the, the, the nursing homes, and and, and it, while also focusing on, on 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 reopening and encouraging people to and and basically basically putting the balance on protecting the vulnerable while leaving while leaving people to make their own decisions based on what they felt was best for them and their family. And I mean, I mean that's I mean it's really common sense if you think about it, but. Um, there seems, this is pandemic has started, there seems to have been 
um, there, there seems to have been this mindset that that we must obey our our public health experts who are better than us apparently, and and not, and not dictate our lives. And but the problem, but like a lot of these experts are actually very stupid people. And and and, and, oh, to make, yeah. and, to, and I, I point you to Brit, to what's happening in Britain right now. Um, there, there was a, there was a Washington Post article, or was it the Guardian? Well, one one of these like mainstream media outlets where that that was noting that like all public health experts have predicted like there would be this rise in cases and <laughs> yeah, and hospitalizations and and deaths with with Boris Johnson announcing full reopening, but if any the cases have actually declined precipitously over the past month or so since. Johnson now said it. All these experts were befuddled, like, like yeah. how is this happening right now? We not see this coming. It's like, well, it's because you're stupid. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you know, and everybody, especially on the right, you know, hates the elites. We talk about the elites. Oh, yeah, yeah. the elites, this and that. Like, there's always gonna be elites. There's always gonna be quote unquote experts in any kind of society, and that's normal, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, like, our problem is that our elites are, like, the dumbest among us. They're, like, the worst, the least intelligent people you know are, like, running the, the world, and it's, like, you know, elites would be fine if our elites were at least, like, impressive in some measurable way, you know what I mean? But they end up being these these doofuses like Fauci, you know? It's, like, these people that are just wrong. The only thing they're consistent about is their, their ability to be wrong every step of the way. Um, but hey, uh, we have a bunch more to get to. But I'm gonna just serve yeah. one up for you. I mean, just a, a meatball, just an 85 mile an hour fastball right down the middle of the plate, Aaron. Um, uh, I'm okay. guessing you haven't been eating a lot of Ben and Jerry's lately. That would be a fair assumption. <laughs> so to, to walk us through uh, the the latest. Yes. Yeah, so just for people who aren't aware, um, on July 19th, Ben and Jerry's announced that they would be ceasing ceasing their business operations in the quote-unquote occupied Palestinian territory because it is consistent with their values or whatever. You know, Ben Jerry's, they're, they're, they are uh, social justice, they are part of the social justice warrior crowd, um, and they have been pressured for quite some time to leave Israel because, or, or at least the, the settlements, because of, you know, to, to like protest the Israeli occupation so to speak of um of the west bank and so it, it but since then there's there's been there's been a serious backlash and the and the reasons are are, are they're most reasons for that the first is, is that like people have rightly noted that like ben and jerry's is doing this for israel but they're not doing this for like china or like you who right now like they are there are millions of Muslims Uyghur Muslims in prison in concentration camps in China and uh Ben and Jerry's is silent about that um and there are all these other occupations that are going on worldwide like China occupying Tibet Turkey occupying Cyprus etc again totally silent from Ben R and Jerry's Russia on that and Crimea, yeah. Russia and crime yeah yeah um and people and one of the things that one of the hallmarks of anti-semitism and I'm not saying Ben and Jerry's themselves are anti-Semitic, but, but what I'm saying is that when you when you single out the Jewish state um, for something like this, when there when there are far worse human rights atrocities have happening worldwide, like bad anti-Semitism, because you're you are singling out the Jew among nations, um, you're singling out the world's only Jewish state. Um, you know, and, and, and what's, but the thing is that it's not about the occupation or the settlements. It's because the fact is, is that 
after this announcement. So how Ben and Jerry's and Unilever have this arrangement where basically, basically like ben, the Ben and Jerry's board operates independently from, from Unilever in the sense that like they can make their own, they can make their own sort of social justice, justice statements without, and Unilever has to respect it. Um, but the, but the board after that statement was released was saying like, well, because the statement also said that, that they were going to, going to continue operating in Israel elsewhere. But the board said like, well, you know, that it, it was not run bias that, that, that we're going to remain in Israel elsewhere. Um, and they went on about how, oh, our agreement w- wasn't adhered to or whatever. But the point is that it shows that it's, it's not about settlements. It's about Israel. Um, and the head of, of the Ben and Jerry's board, like she, like if there's all these reports out there now, I've covered this a little bit about, about she has all these like anti-Israel tweets where where she talks about the Nakba, which is Nakba is is Arabic for catastrophe, and that's what the Palestinians call the founding of Israel, a, 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 a catastrophe. Like that's that is their narrative. That that's that's their spin. Classic. Um, but like, but but that's what that's what the head of Ben and Jerry's board thinks. Like so. And uh, and the thing is, is that all is that all these franchisees now are, are pissed at Ben and Jerry's. But the the, the the Ben and Jerry's store in Israel, actually head of that the head of the head of that the store there has been very critical of what Ben and Jerry's has done. Um, the guy's name is Avi Kaner, and there's also um, a graphic design freelancer who had been working exclusively with Ben and Jerry's for the past twenty years. She she resigned. Uh, from 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 the company because of this decision because uh, because it was it, it was inconsistent with her values um, and more recently uh, 30, 30 Ben and Jerry's franchisees sent a letter to Ben and Jerry saying hey we've been hurt we've been hit hard by this both in terms of our bottom line but also like our families our friends our community members have all been shaming us for doing business with you guys so like cut it out. <laughs> Um, you know, I, and, I, uh... and, and, and so like, and so the point, and so the reason why this is all a big deal is because people are like, well, it's an ice cream company. Who cares? Well, the problem is that Ben and Jerry's, like, when they make a statement about something, it gets a lot of public attention because Ben and Jerry's, like, they're seeing like the owners of the uh, the co-founders of Ben and Jerry's, they are they are sort of like old school hippies, and they've made various statements over the over the years and. Like you know, for like three years ago, like they came out support of the Star Story Women's March, um, despite the ties to Farrakhan. Um, and, and like last year, they had, had a whole statement about white supremacy, uh, systemic racism, et cetera, et cetera. But but, but those, those all got that all got a lot of attention because people there were a lot of people out there who looked up to Ben and Jerry's for this stuff and really take what they say to heart. And when Ben and Jerry's does something like this, like they like they make a whole campaign out of it. And I'll also like to point out here that 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 this pro BDS group in Vermont had the past decade or so been pressuring Ben and Jerry's to do this. And like an activist from that, from that group wrote an op-ed in the Guardian last week, basically saying like, "That's right, we pressured them and we succeeded, and and now we want other companies to follow suit." Um, and so it just goes to show how it's like you know these you know, the people on on the left, the social justice crowd, like they. They play the long game. They 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 will exert pressure until and do what it takes until they, they achieve their goal. And a lot of corporations, especially especially one like Ben and Jerry's, that that sees themselves as 
as like as as SJW type. It's like they 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 will they don't want to deal with controversy. Um, I'm not thinking that no, that's I'm talking about like more broad speaking corporations don't like controversy. So if if there's a loud minority out there, they'll a loud minority opinion out there, they will still cater to that loud minority opinion because it's loud. Um, it, it, it takes and, such and, a and, small. So, it takes such a small percentage. Right. It, it's, it's, so that's why you've seen like since George Floyd, you've seen like all these pro BLM statements coming out, and like MLB moved their All Star game to, to right. uh, out of Georgia because the voting because 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 people raised hell about the voting laws and et cetera, et cetera. And, and so like one of the things that like Ben Shapiro talks about is, is how 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 is how is the corporatization of politics now. You know, it's, it's now corporations like, it, like even everyday work work your everyday work life corporations like like you're, you're now faced with politics. Yeah, and, 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 and Ben and Jerry's just extent, it's just an extension of that. But it, but it hits hard at least with the Jewish community because it involves Israel. It, it involves right. it involves caving to boycotts of Israel, which are anti-Semitic in nature. Right, and in the uh, the voting laws, all that stuff is actually a perfect example because you know if you poll like voter ID. It, it's like 75% of the country supports, you know, forcing people to show an ID to vote. Like, it's the, the overwhelming supermajority. And I'm sure it's the same when it comes to Israel. It's like, I'm sure, like, it's a very, oh, very small percentage of the country that just hates Israel. You know what I mean? It's We're not talking about a large group of people here. They're just loud and obnoxious. Uh, and, you know, like, we were talking about this before the, the podcast. I just don't understand what's going on there up in Vermont, man. Like I don't know how yeah. Vermont keeps so producing these there, people. Yeah. It's like the Ben and Jerry's guys, Bernie Sanders, and I mean they're right next to New Hampshire, and New Hampshire produces just these badass libertarian warriors with "Live Free or Die" tattooed on their chests. And then in Vermont, just right across the woods from New Hampshire, is just a bunch of like Jew-hating communists. It's like how does this happen? It's a beautiful state, you know. It's like there's not a lot of people there. It's it's probably a great place to visit. Like. How do they keep producing these terrible human beings? I don't understand it. I don't understand either. Like I said, it's just something in the water up there, I guess. I I, yeah. I, I don't know how I, I I can't explain it either, man. Like it's just you know, it it's just it is what it is. And um and you know, but but you're right about in terms of Israel, like it's like Israel's support for Israel has always been broad and and bipartisan. Um and so lots of like keep the Israel haters will Right about the Israel lobby, like ooh, the evil Israel lobby is controlling Congress. <laughs> and uh, setting aside the anti-Semitic, setting aside the anti-Semitic tropes in that statement, the the, the the only reason why the so-called Israel lobby gets the support it does is not because the Israel lobby is like controlling everything. I mean, when it comes to like lob, like lob, like in terms of lobby spending by by lobbyists, like it comes to like APAC and 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 and, and those guys, like they're not even in the top ten. No. When it comes to lobbying spending, like I, I, I'm pretty sure like the abortion lobby spends more. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. But 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 the support for Israel is strong is because like is oh it's 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 because it's because Israel is popular among well as the support for Israel is has always been popular among the American populace. Although like you're seeing less of it among the left and among the Democrats as as seen by you know the squad. And like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, but now Cory Bush, you know, where it's like every other day, like you see these and say some sort of anti-Semitic thing, and it's like that meme where it's just like zero days since 
Ilhan Omar <laughs> or Tlaib or Bush that said something anti-Semitic. I'll tell you what, though, um, man. Just between the anti-Semitic stuff and the, the police stuff, Cori Bush, she is going to be just the MVP of the Republican Party. <laughs> Going into the no election kidding. next year, man. I mean, this woman is like, I mean, she doesn't have two brain cells to rub together, man. Like, she just does not understand how she comes across on camera. And she doesn't understand how to, like, oh, yeah. keep her crazy in or, like, filter it a little bit, try to make it a little bit more palatable. She just doesn't understand that at all. Like, there, I think yeah. even, even the rest of the squad is, is, like, I don't know, not not Omar. Ilhan Omar is real bad, too. She Like, she just hates Jews so much that she can't hide it at all. But, um, but like, Cori Bush is kind of like that with everything. Like, with the, you're like, no, I'll spend as much money on private security as I want, and you can go screw yourself and get murdered. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, my gosh. Like, I, I couldn't believe it the first time I heard that. Yeah, she, she was like, defund the police, but I'll have no private security. Like, like that is an ad right <laughs> she, there. Didn't she she <laughs> was like, suck it up, to... get over it. And it's like she was, like, mocking the, the person asking questions. It was hilarious. Right, it's like it's like their problems don't only have to do anything with that. Like you just like run that clip as an ad, and then that's it. Like just do <laughs> yeah. that over and over again. That's an ad. Like that's yeah. the easiest ad ever. It's a layup. Yeah, the, uh, the rights but, attack ads going into twenty twenty two are just going to be just playing video of Democrats talking word for word, just unedited. Yeah, video. I mean, like it's 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 a standard point strategy. You stand back and be like, hey, see that like. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it, they are the ones who want to control your lives. Do you really want that? Like it, 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 it's it's an easy message, but the problem is that Republicans too often shoot themselves in the foot. Although I uh, I, 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 I when it comes to like midterms, like Republicans tend to do well because those are uh, I, I, I because because the, the, those are lower turnouts, and so like it's easier to, to sort of. It's easier to kind of catch the Democrats off guard. Well, it's easier too uh, because but... you know in presidential years, it's you get the entire corporate press unified, you know, aiming all, putting all, concentrating all of their fire on whoever is the Republican nominee for president. Yeah, and so you're you're talking about, you know, billions and billions of dollars in in of worth of media attention focused on slandering one man, right? And like. With yeah. uh, with midterms, it's more about the ideas. It's like the the platform of the Republican Party versus the platform of the Democratic Party. And in, in terms of just platforms, obviously, the Republican platform is typically way more popular nationally. You know, lower taxes and you know, we don't hate Israel and <laughs> like yeah. you know, like no, we shouldn't regulate you to death and, and all this. You know, you don't have to wear a mask the rest of your life for no reason. You know, it's like obviously that the platforms itself, it's it's a no brainer. But when you have all that media attention just aimed at destroying one person for two years or a year and a half you know what i mean it's like yeah it's just hard to overcome that it's a lot easier to, to overcome the the press uh in in the midterms i think yeah that, that's i think that's all 100 percent accurate for sure so before i let you go man uh i know there's something that you wanted to uh to uh to tell the audience uh, before we wrap it up yeah so um so so so, uh, someone who I had gotten to know fairly well through my work has, has uh, passed away very suddenly a couple weeks ago. Uh, his name was Jack Salzberg. He was the president and founder of the Israel Group, um, and he uh, he was he was a fighter. And, and um, there, there, there will be an article coming out at some point that that will sort of outline some of his various accomplishments. But uh, just to get an idea, do understand how good guy he was about. 
I think this was like around mid-June. I, I asked him to comment on something, uh, 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 to comment on this anti-Israel resolution that was passed by the city of University of New York's teachers union. Um, and, and, and the resolution was, was horrible. The, it, was, it was basically talking about like discussing, starting discussions to, to support BDS, calling for the Biden administration to, to like cease fighting to Israel, et cetera, et cetera. Now, why, when I asked, and so the Israel group, like they, they are an organization that focuses on fighting BDS. So I reached out to Jack to comment on this story. What I didn't know at the time was that, like that day, he had, he was getting surgery on his elbow. Um, so, so when he responds to me, he was like, "Hey, like you know, I just got I, I just got out of surgery, but I want to comment on this." Um, and he gave me a, a, a really good quote too. And and the reason I bring this up is because like most people probably would have just said like, "You know what? I just got out of surgery. I'm not like up for it," and that would have been totally fine. But but he was like, but he he still wanted to comment. Because because he he was a real fighter in every sense of the word, and um, you know and and so um, he was only sixty two. I mean, and he was just gone way too young. And you know, I I, I hope I, I I hope I can pay homage to him and you know in every way that I can because he was a really good dude. He's 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 got a good family. And my heart breaks for them. So you know, uh, uh, rest so. I just have to say, rest, rest, rest in peace, Jack. Uh, you know, Baruch Dayan Emet, which is Hebrew for like, for May's memory be a blessing. Absolutely, rest in peace. Um, and where can everybody follow you online and, and read your stuff and keep in touch? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Bandler's Banter. Um, I write for the Jewish Journal. Like, I have at least one or two articles there every day. Um, yeah, read my stuff. <laughs> everybody follow Aaron. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.